There, the second rebellion. Comrades, sheathe your soul calibers. There's no need for further bloodshed. My lady. Hear me, brothers and sisters. The war is ended. Sega is no more. Sega said they could do what Nintendo don't, but Nintendo did. This adventurer and the red plumber laid the great hedgehog low. The endless cycle of violence and negative ads between Nintendo and Hedgehog was born of our forefathers' treachery. You have followed me, bled with me, to bring this truth to light that we might all know peace. But the Dreamcast is dead. Sega is dead, my friends. He who bore such hatred towards Nintendo is dead. Let this hatred die with him, I say. Let us sheathe our VMUs and go in peace. Have we lost? No, Ryo. Far from it. Sega is about to be rebranded as a major publisher in the PC space. And I, for one, would not forsake it. Peace, I see. Let us see how long this peace lasts. Someone's tagging the vault! Seize them! Birds, a storm of birds, and we're going to tell you about how we saved the world. This episode of Storm Buds, we quell the unrest in Ishgard, we raid the vault, and we harpoon a giant sky whale. Welcome to Storm Buds. I'm your warrior of light, Jerome Barbatsis, and I'm joined by my co-warrior of light, Alex Hambrock. Say hello! Guten Tag! Okay, we're German today. Um, we are going to cover a whole lot today we've got uh we're gonna do a quest by quest recap of uh the levels kind of 57 through 58 of final fantasy 14 heaven's word i'm sure those who are in the know have been waiting for this quest for quite some time or quest what this episode for quite some time given what happens but we'll we'll tell you if you don't know just get get a little excited um it's a pretty important one and a lot happens a lot happens right they got my boy before we get started, though, I wanted to make an actual announcement. This is no longer an announcement of an announcement. We are upgrading to an announcement. We are going to be streaming the finale of the main arc of Heavensward on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Jerome House, on the 13th of August, um, which is, by the time you're listening to this episode, this Saturday, because <laughs> it'll probably come out Sunday the 7th. Sorry. I'll make a post about it on Twitter if you do, before then if you haven't seen it yet, but whatever. Um, it'll be this it'll be this Saturday, the 13th at uh, 5 p.m. Central. That is a time that we could finally agree upon <laughs> to <laughs> get this thing going. Uh, it, 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 it's good that it works out like this because yeah, we're gonna work through the end of that uh, that whole quest chain, which mm -hmm. I've been told is not. A huge number of quests, but they are apparently jam-packed. So are. we've got a lot to get through. Yeah, we do have a lot to get through that day. Um, so we're going to start at 5 and probably end, I don't know, sometime in the evening. 
Anyway. And we will be recording an episode, as usual, based off of, like, you know, everything that oh, happens there. But yeah, true. you should still tune in for our live reactions and our, frankly, mm-hmm. scintillating personalities. Oh, absolutely. And you, then you can absolutely roast Alex's gameplay. Because he... <laughs> I'm not very good at this game, but I am good enough. <laughs> we're, we're chugging along. <laughs> and that's what counts. Okay, so that is out of the way right away. I hope to see you there. We've been up with up up to a lot of stuff in real life you've been you've just been moving you've yes moved i just moved house and it i still can barely move large chunks of my body oh yeah so we um if he's a little tired that's why if i'm a little tired it's because of the clinical depression let's get into it so we're gonna start with the quest unrest in ishgard unrest in ishgard so this falls like right on the heels of, you know, everything we learned last episode about the dragons and the war and the flashbacks to everything and sort of like the aftermath of all of that emotionally for the characters we're here with, which Estinian finds to absolutely no one's surprise that revenge feels pretty hollow. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, well, my armor's all gross now. <laughs> and in the end, he, you know, he realizes that um, they weren't so different, he and him. Nithogonistinian. The quote didn't work. Nithogonistinian says we're not. We were not so different. He and I. Uh, he and him is the band that Zoe Deschanel and M Ward will start after Zoe transitions, renames herself to Zach himself. Sorry. Okay. What a what a journey that joke was. Boy, the energy on this episode is off the charts already. No, um, um, Estinian, back to the quest. Estinian does the math pretty quick. There's a missing eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where the fuck is it? Uh-oh. Uh, and there's people in Ishgard who are suddenly fighting, we hear from. Who did we hear from? I didn't write this down. I, I, I do want to talk about one thing here before we get into the whole missing eye thing. Oh. Really quick, just really quick. What? Isail, like she says that she won't judge him for his deed because how many innocents perished in the name of her greater good. And I just, at this point, I still don't quite understand what the moral quandary that Isail is grappling with was. Like, like, was her quest only noble as long as the dragons literally had done nothing wrong? And as soon as they had done even like some stuff wrong, all of a sudden peace was no longer worthwhile. I, I don't know. I, I think peace is still worthwhile. She didn't realize what Nidhogg's plan was, right? And it's crueler and sort of like yeah, more yeah. So it's evil not that than, they hadn't done anything mm-hmm. wrong. Is that like Nidhogg is Nidhogg's agenda is not necessarily to end the war per se. So she and the, Nidhogg's the, goals were not uh, were not aligned. She's like, all you have to do is give him his eye back and like get out or whatever. And then this, but it turns okay. out that's actually not Nidhogg's mission. I think she was just mistaken about what her visions meant and um, what her. What what Nidhogg's intentions were. Okay, that all makes sense. Anyway, yeah. Estenian wants to track down that eye. Estenian wants to track down the eye. Um, who do we hear that there's... Uh, do we just get a thing on the link pearl? I can't remember. Yeah, it is in the link pearl. Okay, it's so we touch our call. ear. We touch our ear uh, earphones, and we hear that there's a lot of fighting in Ishgard. So we... Uh, Estenian and and the, the warrior kind of make plans to go quell the unrest and it is i was like well fucking take me with you i didn't i didn't order this yeah specifically it's like it's heretics are attacking the city and she's like i didn't order any attack what is going on here yeah seriously um which is when we cut back to the dragon pope the archbishop yes the knights have plans and this riot will make the city of ishgard pray the 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 attack's actually kind of a false flag 
Mm-hmm. And why so, does the Pope want people to pray? I mean, I guess that's not weird. He's a Pope. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But like, but in this world, prayer has you know, prayer has metaphysical reality. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd try to be Pope if <laughs> if it literally gave you actual <laughs> magical power. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Maybe. Um, that's why I'm starting a cult. Oh, cool. Don't tell me more about that. Instead, we're going to pan to La Habrea in the back, who seems to be orchestrating this whole thing, right? Yes, he says, all shall soon be in alignment. It is time for the bringer of light to die. That's my La Habrea impression. That's really good. We cut to the city, and we run into Orchefant, who looks at us quizzically, because, like, Ice Heart's with us, just kind of chilling. And he's like, what? All right, whatever. <laughs> it's like, I guess she's cool now. Yeah, um, like he's kind of been out of the loop for a, a sec here. A, a whole lot has happened. <laughs> yeah, gonna... uh, but he 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 trusts us with uh, just about everything, and he's like, okay, help. He sees also sees the Adjur de Gruen is like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> and it's at this point that Isel like runs in front of her people and is like, stop, everyone, stop, stop mm-hmm. fighting. Dreamcast is dead. Sorry, Nidhog is dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nidhog is super dead, and um, they're like, did we? They initially are like. Do we lose? They're like, well, reasonable yeah, question. Yeah, I think. but like, it's probably for the better. <laughs> so we should probably just kind of chill out at this point. And also, I didn't tell you to do this. You're being manipulated or whatever. I don't know. Um, Hashafant does stop the guards from arresting her. He's like, yeah, we have to give peace a chance. Mm-hmm. She says something very funny. She says, this adventurer and the great Azure Dragoon have slain Nikon. I'm like, I have a name. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable at this point but they do this at obviously that's how they do this in these games and where you change the name of your protagonist and there's voice acting it's even funnier in like final fantasy 10 when like you could change the name of titus and is uh, and and you know who is like your main love interest is just like ah our, our guardian you know our good friend <laughs> and this part of my letter is addressed to our special friend it's, <laughs> and it's like increasing as the game goes on it's increasingly obvious that she doesn't know what your name is <laughs> you realize of course that like the nightmare world we are headed towards is when deep fake technology allows you to fake voices and they can just programmatically put in the character voice which is very cool in a video game context and very terrifying in literally every other context uh, i'm down Giselle pleads with her heretics to stop by announcing that Huck's dead. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and I think that's the end of the quest, really, once that quest is kind of, that cutscene's over. The next is he who would not be denied. We inform Edmol on the updates of the war. We go back to the, we go back to the manor. Up, update dad. Update um, or- Orsha dad. The, <laughs> the count of the house four toms. And about the knowledge of the true history of the origins of the dragons on war. Um, Emmerich also happens to be there, I guess. He was mm-hmm. kind of hanging out. And he thinks everything's going to cool off pretty significantly with Nidhogg dead. It's like, yeah, for sure. So it's like the perfect time to drop the, the truth bomb uh, on the Pope, right? Yeah, that, also like, the heretics are correct about pretty much everything. Heretics are kind of correct. Everyone, uh, now we got the knowledge that everyone is descended from uh, the royal blood and not just, or not from, from like the, the royal court and not just the four houses. Uh, the four houses kind of lied <laughs> mm-hmm. to keep power. So they pretended um, that like you know they had like a birthright nobility that every, actually yeah. everyone has birthright. Nobility. Yeah. So like all you could do is just like test because they they supped on dragon blood right and then dragon blood is something you can pass down hereditarily. The so you could just test everyone for dragon blood I guess and then they would find out right. So they, that's why they kind of 
It's kind of like this whole time, like why the Inquisitors have never actually tested people's blood. Oh, that makes sense because, because it even would come first off, out. first off, everyone's. I mean, it would actually work in their favor because like everyone would have dragon's blood, right? And they'd be like, "Oh, you're just a heretic." <laughs> but I guess it could. The truth could also come out that everyone actually has. Well, uh, uh, yes, and not only could it come out, but also Emmerich is convinced at this point that it's going to. So his reaction to this is one really big deal that this was covered up. And two, mm-hmm. that this information is going to get out now. And if like if Ishgard and the and the vault and everything don't get ahead of it, then it's going to be major social unrest. So he's going to go off and try and like basically say, "Hey, uh, what the hell to the archbishop?" And we need to we need to make sure that <laughs> that we mm-hmm. don't set ourselves up for a long protracted bloody revolution. Yeah, I mean he's 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 right. I mean, if I can quote Marge Simpson here, he's right. But he shouldn't say it. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't. I don't think I, I think the unrest is going to happen either way. And it would suck because like, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of naivete given um, his relationship with the Pope. We're going to which we learn right. We here. learn right here. Like he, he kind of is. So so Emmerich is uh, we learn the rumor is through the grapevine that Emmerich is the bastard son of the Pope um, because even the Pope fucks. So um, Emmerich's like, I'll just, he's my dad. He'll listen to me, right? And those of us with dads and that don't listen to them are like, what is a no? Obviously not. <laughs> he's not going to throw me in jail, right? He's not going to have me arrest, arrested for heresy and consorting with the heretics. Um, but hey, uh, we learned about this, I think, from... Uh, also, Excuse like me. everyone else except for uh, Lord, the Lord de Fortem is very much on Team Emmerich here. They think this is a great idea, or not, maybe not a great they? idea, but I like don't think so, or like maybe not a great idea, but like they're rooting for him to pull it off. They're like, like he's been reform minded for a while. Here's a chance to actually make. Well, a Lucia is, but not ever. Like Elfino is not. Okay, Elfino okay, is not. <laughs> Elfino is like, no, I don't think this is a good idea. Actually, like we're gonna have to. Go rescue him in about 15 minutes. <laughs> we, yeah. We, we, you're right. We do assume he's going to get arrested. And of course, he immediately does. Yeah. <laughs> so the thinking goes, look, Emmerich's going to get arrested. Like, it hasn't even been announced yet, but we know it's going to happen. We're going to need to break him out of there because, you know, really important dude. We need allies because we're in Ishgard and there's only like, you know, three or four of us. Time to go make friends with the revolutionaries down in the broom. That's like mm-hmm. the underclass area. Absolutely. So uh, Tataro does have a lead uh, on it. Um, she is in the know about somebody they call the Mongrel. Um, so we, in our fancy garb and knight in armor and stuff, are just going to go ask random people in the in the broom directly about the Mongrel. Estinian also does say here that like we don't need to worry about the, the Dragoons because they have no love of politics. And to them, this is just going to be some squabbling among the high houses and it's not really their concern. So we don't need to worry about those guys. That's cool. I, I, I wasn't concerned. Uh, the, then we go, we go up and we look like police and we say, Hey, are you, are you affiliated with the revolutionary, the mongrel? Please tell us more. And they're like, go fuck no. yourself. <laughs> so um, the next quest, the, the bartender picks up it up on it. He says, like, hey, maybe don't just grill the, 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 poor, the, the poor and unfortunate about it. Why not try something a little more subtle? Here, I'll give you some tips, but you got to go get me some herb. Some herb. So now uh, we get the herb from a, a tradesperson yeah, it, who is it, off in the crozier. We just cross the town and pick it up. Cross the town, pick it up. He's like, this is herb, whatever. 
Uh, so we give it to him. He's like, sweet, I got my herb. Now give this wine that this herb might make to this random old woman. Surely that'll work out in your favor. So we cross town again and find the old woman. And she's like, oh, this reminds me. It reminds me of an incredibly specific story from decades ago about a young girl who was taken in by a lustful baron who abused her. She was uh, she was cure. Which is that how you pronounce the race? Yeah, yeah. She was like this. <laughs> she very she was she was very direct um, and surprisingly unsenile. Uh, the 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 person that person had long since passed and had a child. Um, we were playing this together, and you're like, "Well, that was stupid and pointless." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and the barkeep is like, and then you go back to the barkeep. It's like, like, oh yeah, oh. she told you that story. It's pretty messed up, right? <laughs> it's like uh, that went over his head. Let's do it again. So the next quest is the same deal. The other person talks about the exact person who made this wine. <laughs> okay, like, okay, okay. Alex was like, all right, I, I think I get it. Why are they all talking about this? But he's like, I guess it's kind of, kind of the same deal here. There's something going on here. These are the quests that you go on to learn the backstory of a deal. Like it, it works. It works. It's good. It's like, well, yeah, he's like, try something a little more subtle. <laughs> How about we learn more about this person so that we're not just asking for the mongrel. <laughs> so now we take wine to this monk who helps the poor. Mm-hmm. And he tells a different story of a woman who toiled ceaselessly, both for her own child and for those around her. Yeah. It took her a long time, but eventually she was accepted by the others on the streets fantastic back to the barkeep um back to the barkeep he's like okay try now so we do it we're more specific and they're still not helpful <laughs> so we find a woman we're like hey how about this raven haired woman who is uh, with red, some red eyes i can't remember something she talked to her she's like yeah i know who you're talking about still go fuck yourself <laughs> and at this point we just I think we kind of feel like we've hit a dead end, but Alphano is worried about Tataru, and so mm-hmm. we're going to go find her. Yeah. And it just, like, I'm mm. not... There's one, the barkeep also mentions that, well, if there's one thing these people have in common in Ishgard is that our parentage, parentage and heritage is what brings us together, which is a little bit on the nose with regards to the whole everyone has dragon blood thing. Yes. Um, and we're like, cool. And then Tataru's like, ah! <laughs> just being chased by some men who... <laughs> Oh, boy, they are sleazy. Mm-hmm. They uh, tell us to piss off. They tell us to piss off, but then they get called off by this really cool leather dummy mommy who walks up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she's in full, she's in head-to-toe leather, black hair, slightly pointy ears, and she's named Hilda. She is pretty rad. She is pretty rad. Hilda seems cool. Hilda's very cool. Tell us more about Hilda and how cool she is. I don't know. Um, she's got a big gun, mm-hmm. and she's dressed in like a leather outfit, and she's she's not flirtatious exactly, but she has sort of that that cocky like uh, mm-hmm. oh, what's the word I'm looking for like um, repartee like verbal sparring yeah. thing going on. Yeah, she, she's she's really sort of like nimble in a way that is that is more that is more engaging than a lot of characters we run into in this game. So we start grilling her about shit, and she's like, "How about we meet somewhere less in the open?" How about we go back to the bar you were just at, where everyone is? I was like, yeah, okay, you know, sure, why not? The bar where everyone in the city hangs out. So we go into the night. It's like super not the forgotten night, super not private, whatever. Uh, we're talking about that, and suddenly, bam! Door, <laughs> kicked in, Door kicked gets in. kicked in. A person just flies in off the balcony, and then a fabulous silver lipstick donned Heavensward Knight walks in. He's like, oh, what's this? A bunch of heretics. 
But, Ooh. but also then Hilda just pulls out her gun and shoots him She's a like, bunch. Fuck which, you. <laughs> which like, boy, can you imagine like <laughs> if she succeeds in killing him? Like just <laughs> the entire might of like the entire Ishgardian police apparatus is just immediately brought down on her head. It is Every, extremely bold everyone, to just kill this guy. <laughs> everyone, everyone who has a gun in this game does not fuck her Versus Melfiff, and now it's Hilda. She's just like, oh, God, a heavensward night? Whatever. <laughs> uh, so cool. But he, ha- just, he has a magic barrier. So whatever. He's alive, I guess. I'm just saying if I was an underground revolutionary, I maybe wouldn't kill a knight of the heavensward in public. But, I don't know. Okay, anyway, okay. We've we, we run point. out. We have a big fight. There's a there's a duty. We fight him and a bunch of mobs off. It's, it's a pretty whatever fight that gets called off at the last second. Yeah. There's a big. We have a big duty fight. It's cool. We, Hilda helps us out, or Chiffon helps us out, um, and he pieces out. He, hold on. Yep. Well, he pieces out, but he does. Uh, but he does piece out in a way that's very cool. So we like almost kill him, and then who comes in to save us? Was it, it Lucia? It was Lucia. Mm-hmm. She comes in, does a cool like dive bomb attack. He dodges it, and then he just does like a triple backflip <laughs> out of the scene, like four stories into the air on top of a building in a long gown. This is some Ronman one half. It's incredible. And then he's just like, I'll see you at the vault. It just flips across the rooftops over to the Vatican. (laughs) And then Lucy is like, yeah, so as we expected, uh, they did arrest Emmerich. (laughs) Yeah, we were right. Um, So... Okay, so he does all that flippy shit, and the next quest uh, is A Knight's Calling. Um, And my note here is just, I know what happens. (laughs) Great, okay. (laughs) Well, no, I'm just saying, I know what happens. (laughs) This is the quest where we go into the vault uh, to to go rescue Emmerich, and we do so, we do together, we have help from one of our our, our, um, our friends to do it. it's a cool dungeon and like the first so you go into the basically the Vatican, the vault, right? It's a big church, big gothic stone church, gothic archways, naves and stuff. Pews, massive pews, golden All, light. Also for some reason weirdly chess themed in a way that this <laughs> never shows up elsewhere chess. around the Guardian. Chess. So the um <laughs> lots of like black and white squares and giant things like knights and rooks and <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. The the bosses all like start as just like normal people, but as we get, begin to kill them, they kind of transform. Uh, y- you didn't pick up on it right away what they were doing, but it's explained later that like things are that things are not quite what they seem with the heavens ward. The knights of the heavens ward seem to have some kind of unnatural power. Yeah, they do. Um, and their voice goes through a voice mod effect. <laughs> At the same time, they pay they pay oh, for God voice mod premium. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. Now, in hindsight, it all pieces together. But <laughs> so, um, go through. We actually do pretty well. I don't think we wiped once. Um, the the last boss of that dungeon is pretty hard, but you dodged all the mechanics by way of the boss didn't target you. <laughs> I I think while also having pretty bad lag, I think I had pretty bad lag. You had pretty this bad dungeon, lag in this dungeon too. Made it all the more. I'm not so going to say we, impressive because it was really random. It's it more was surprising. Pretty lucky. But we, we made it through pr- pretty much unscathed and we get treated to a really nice movie. A really nice, nice movie. 
so oh. nice. We rush up onto the roof. The the Pope is fleeing in his airship. Emberk tries to convince him there's another way. Father! Nidhogg is dead. We can choose a different path. He's not having it. He says, we're not going to abandon our values or traditions. And then a knight fires a big well, laser spear at uh, us. That, that, that doesn't happen yet. Oh, the, sorry. The, the Pope is like, no, fuck you. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then our, uh, we uh, we uh, and our good buddy Orshafon take point to try and chase after him because we're pretty sure he like has the <laughs> yeah. doing something horrible with it. Um, and um, then yes, the Sir, Zeph- Sir Zephyrin. I always say Sir Sir Zephyrin. Sir Zephyrin, unbeknownst to us, our location. Um, he in the back. Throws a big, powerful white spear. Um, and Harshafont takes the blow. Harshafont sh- throws up a shield. He protects us all, and he gets stabbed, and he dies. Yeah, he gets impaled. Um, it's really... <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> Harshafont ruled. I have... God, I have been like looking forward to and dreading this episode for such a long time. Um, definitely definitely cried again <laughs> the second time through playing it um lost my absolute shit the first time <laughs> i was like he deserved better he but... deserves he yeah like he okay okay but he died the thing is it's a really good death and what makes his he, he's like super dead he's not faking on but we saw the spear go through him there's a yeah. hole in his body blood like everywhere back and he one. died in our arms <laughs> he died in our arms and like uh... i also want to note that um you know my character normally wears sunglasses yes and on the in that cutscene they took my sunglasses off forcibly so oh, wow. <laughs> yeah they were like no <laughs> no goofy head for you you will be respectful for this scene what is really impactful about this death is that he gave i think he's the first one who kind of like sacrificed himself to protect us as an individual and not like sacrificing themselves for a greater good Really? That's a good point. Like, Moon Brita died, and that was kind of sad, especially like Uriane Jay's relationship with her, too, was cut short. But, like, she died, I guess, sort of just ensuring that there would be one less assy in the world, which is, like, a good cause, but it is, it's sort of the greater good kind of cause. No, it, well, and you're pointing out something interesting, I think, which is, like, a lot of other characters in this game, like, they respect us, or they're like awed by us, mm-hmm. or they think that we're useful, or all those things. Hashafant was one of the few characters who seemed to genuinely like us, and, I, and I'm including a lot <laughs> yeah. of the science in that list of people who didn't as well. Like he was one of the ones who was like, "Yeah, they're here. All right." <laughs> he trusted he, us. He, and he, he wasn't, loved us. He he oh, was God. friendly. He was a friend, and he was a and he saved us too. Like mm-hmm. we we were in dire straits, and he was the first to like he was our last hope and he came through for us got us here in the first place so like uh oh like going back through like there were certain lines of course playing this through a second time that were a real gut punch knowing what was coming to uh just like hearing his voice yeah it, it was uh but it was good it was really good for me to like because I adore this character so much. Um, it's good for me to be able to revisit and relive those memories of like really liking him too. Um, that's that's a nice, I mean, yeah, it's always nice to just like personally take it. Also in this shell, like my character was a very different character 
back in the day so it's nice to it was just it's this is a really good experience for me to kind of get closer to my new my new regeneration as it were <laughs> my new doctor form it's a good thing to revisit you know um, to say yeah. man's not dead while his name's still spoken i think comparing it to nanamo's death too like or fake death even if she were to actually die i wasn't i was like oh shit right but i wasn't like heart-wrenchingly sad about it i was like she's a good character she would have been a good character but and like but like oh this her death makes absolute sense right like this isn't like a well it's also played like you know like mm. a big game of thrones style yeah, prestige like, drama climax type thing yeah it's like, not it's not necessarily a casualty it is a casualty of like horror but like not like a i don't know she, she this is just someone with the harsh it's someone who yeah, was is, doing a job that he knew was dangerous and people sometimes die and mm-hmm. he did and he, he knew that he did and we it could be interpreted that we were the reason he did end up dying too so there's like a little bit of but also like guilt and sadness in our in our character's face too i mean yes to i, I think yes like you know it is our fault but also it's you know, our fault it's like or, it's he knew, also, like, like yeah he it's like thing into like you know this is we were in that chain of events that led him to to his untimely demise and that's like but he chose to be there. that's a very real thing that happens to people who know people who die um and the you know, survivors get like i think this game does a good job of making this death feel like a death finally that, that like really oh god god i'm sad okay moving on we talked about that for probably like five whole minutes it's a big moment it's a really big moment yeah um and that just drives home like we we had to we actually had to do our like a break after that but after after that quest you're like I, we have to kill this pope <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have to get him i we got it justice <laughs> i was like we have to stop but um the, the last bit of this quest also is we go back to mm-hmm. the the house for time oh and i didn't the even, count. even touch on this oh, yeah the count God. is so stricken his dad oh jesus christ that always gets me too like he just drops to his knees he's like you know he's bargaining or i guess what's the phrase what's the phase where he's like he's just trying to sort of reason with like this is what he wanted this is what he wanted to do um oh i'm miserable (laughs) you know my son oh my god yeah it's 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 um certainly if you're if you haven't looked if you haven't played this game and you're still with us thank you but look up maybe some streamers reactions to these moments of orshafat's deaths and orshafat's death and ed bond's reaction or whatever like reaction to the vault or like the heavensward moment or whatever you'll find it and you'll see just kind of the the impact that it has on people in real time uh whew. okay yeah the, the sins of antiquity the sins of antiquity is the next quest um and some of the quest text reads i don't remember who says it but some wounds do not heal oh echo time <laughs> <laughs> yes, we go back to talk to Amarek. He's back in his base, and we like approach him, and we immediately get an echo vision of like what happened three oh, hours yeah. ago. Emmerich says some wounds do not heal, and then yeah, because we re- rescue him, go back to the base. Yeah, so he confronts his Pope Dad, and Pope Dad's like, "Yeah, I know," and <laughs> like is up like he has good motivations too because he's like, "Hey, like yeah, sure, I know that like I get your point, but also we don't deserve to suffer forever." Right. Well, I know Nidhogg's motivation is to make us suffer forever, and I know that this, all this lowborn, highborn stuff is kind of a farce. But like, it unites us against a common enemy who is causing us to suffer forever. Is forever? Is that not good enough for you? 
I think he has some good points and some bad points in here. Definitely, they don't need to um, suffer forever. Also, the caste system is the, bullshit. Yeah, the caste but, system is still bullshit. Like it's that's retroactive justification for exploitation of people who are less fortunate. Um, I, I also did not. I also interestingly, I did not realize the degree to which the Pope did actually know literally everything. Oh, he like I knew he was everything. part of the conspiracy, but no, he understands like everything we learned in our flashbacks there's from a, like a thousand years ago. He knows all. There's the like a, a side quest um, that's pretty long to unlock that goes into like there's a whole like sect of people who are like outcast super outcast from society who are kept away in the vault who are kept as like secret keepers and Ooh. they are the ones who like were supposed to inform the 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 pope the popes and the other heads of state about these things right like there's they they build this out <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need to find some time to do some of these side quest chains. The, there are some good side quest chains. Yeah, I've been yeah it's really good. It's really good. I, m- maybe one day we'll do an episode. It's just like you know, a bunch of like the two maybe. or three best side quest chains. Boy, yeah, we'll see. Um, some of them are, yeah, some of them are really good. Uh, but I want to give that to you because I'm like, it's gonna be a long time before you get to anything like that. But yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot going on in this card. Um, so hey. And Emmerich's like, hey, did you notice that Heaven's World were all like weird and powerful and backed by prayer? Huh? Something weird, right? Yeah. uh, You know what? It's probably pirates. No, it's probably primals. Oh, it might be pirates. So I I didn't know that you could do this. So like the Pope has figured out that using the prayer and the Mm -hmm. old legends of how the like the old thousand year old legends of the knights or whatever, he could just kind of make like mini primals. He can just like turn the knights and give them like he's doing doing what the Asians have been telling him to do, which is to make his people desperate. Yeah. And which he did not. So he's like his his sort of common enemy is the, the cover story for his bid for power um in terms of primalage um which makes me curious at this point if he's still thinking he can stab the assians in the back oh, a bit for later. sure 100 percent, 100 percent. that is on his mind um we'll see how that goes yeah we'll see how that goes the next quest is in search of soleil uh pope sighting pope sighting in the sea of clouds we see the pope uh, if you remember, the Pope got away in his flying Pope mobile. Awesome, awesome. Which I do appreciate in this game. His uh, airship does have a giant sort of uh, bubble dome over it. Definitely, accurate. he's super bulletproof. Sorry, Hilda, uh, it's not gonna work. Uh, hey, uh, speak Sea of Clouds. Let's go check up on Sid. He's our airship guy. He might be able to help us catch up to the Pope, right? Yeah. Um. Which apparently he hasn't heard about anything. Like news in this city of the fact that like the heavens word is just vacated and the Pope is gone has not. The gossip is not spreading quickly because we are the ones who inform Sid about everything. Right. 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 Uh. He's like, holy heck! All right. There might be some. Um. We meet up with Sid and Alfano at the landing, and Alfano said, um, Alfano kind of drops a hint that there might be some leads into the signs whereabouts, but we're like, fuck that! Get the fucking Pope. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what happened Orsh. we gotta kill this pope and he's like yeah yeah fine um so the next quest is familiar faces we run into we go to the sea of clouds on like the top half of it now so like we were here before and now we're like in the other half now that we're like levels 56 7 whatever and we run into some familiar faces or familiar helmets familiar people they are kind of clad in armor we run into some imperial soldiers who are tormenting some Red Vanu Vanu now. Yeah, which is this the first time the Imperials have shown up in Heavensward, or am I forgetting something? We have not seen them in a uh, while. We have not seen them in a while. No, they've been mentioned. They were mentioned by Lolorito um, because they're up to something, but they're here now. Um, and they're looking for the mysterious land of Azizla? They are looking for Azizla as well. Oh, yeah, the Pope does mention go Azizla awaits as after Orchifont dies. And we're like, okay, we got to chase him there. Oops, probably big detail. 
we're chasing we're chasing something called as islam we don't even know what it is right now um but run into the Garleans and hey, they're chasing it too. So maybe we can learn something from them. We do know one detail. We know Aziz Law is full of secrets. It I don't know what that means, but it is full of secrets. Full of secrets. Secrets. I've got my secrets. I'm Aziz Law and I have secrets. Do you want to know my secrets? So we have to go on a search to find them. But the thing is like... I think I see them from a clifftop, but it's not the designated searching spot. So I have mm. to run over and do the search action in the correct location. Yeah, yeah, you did bad. You did not. You did not do that correctly. Uh, so we save the well, we we save the red vanu vanu from the Garleans, but like we learned that they are not like they don't like Bismarck. No, they're not like other vanu vanu. They don't like Bismarck. We have to talk about the fact that we were doing these quests together, and you had your car mount, and we just—I would just hop in, and you would drive me thirty feet away to the next quest location. Yeah, it was great. We're just doing this entire thing. We're just zipping between these quests. I saved you a lot of time because the sea of clouds is a pain in the ass to move around in. I just keep hopping in the passenger seat of the car, and then it levitates, and we. (laughs) It's great. Um. Screw the Sea of Clouds. They, uh, yeah, they don't like Vanu Vanu. Uh, they are Bismarck. They're, they, they're mad that he's e- eating their homes. He's eating Brocks. Yes. So the Vanu Vanu, if you remember, were, um, these ones don't. But in general, the Vanu Vanu, like, have a giant whale god named Bismarck. Mm-hmm. But, like, these Vanu worship Bismarck in the abstract. They're kind of weirded out that he's really here. They're kind of weirded <laughs> out that, like, huh, yeah. like, the, the giant sky whale from all the legends and stuff is, is actually here, and he's eating islands that we live on, which is concerning. That doesn't line up with what, like, he should be the one who gave us this stuff, right? Like, he made the Sea of Clouds. Why why he eat it? Anyway, the Vanu Vanu are also knowledgeable about Azizlaw. They, they are, they, um are super not into having us go there because it's apparently the most horrific thing ever. So too bad. We got to go anyway. Oh, but um, turns out they had the key and they would have given it to us, but it's uh, inside Bismarck because he ate the island. So we have to, you know, defeat Bismarck. Right. We're key. probably going to kill him anyway. So let's just go. Let's just. It's kill, a primal. He was going to get killed. Two whales. Two whales with one flying rock. So we come up whale. with a great idea. Or yeah, oh, um, I think the one of the better ideas. Yes, one of the better ideas. So it's an ideas person. So we know that uh, Bismarck has been eating flying islands. Mm-hmm. What if we just like use a flying island as bait, but we're standing on it and we attack him instead? Sure, why not? We'll just tow it behind an airship like a big old line. It's a big old rock in the sky. It's a juicy one. It's got extra. You throw out it. He wants it. It's got it's got mineral deposits like you wouldn't believe. Mineral. It's got fatty uh, loams of copper. Tons of electrolytes. Bismarck's liver not looking too good, <laughs> so he needs them with electrolytes. Um, so, so, so we come up with this plot, and we and it's all an excuse to get us to this this fight. This, this yeah. is a duty, I think, right? It's a, it's a trial. So the yeah the the we go into we we go into a trial. Um, it's a very gimmicky trial that I'm just gonna say sucks ass and is boring. The um, not great. The you're on a flying rock and you have another Magitech generator, right, to protect your little thing, just like Leviathan, right? But uh, there's also two big dragonators, dragon killers, big harpoons off to the side, and they just activate randomly. I don't know. Um, and in the so we can't attack Bismarck directly. We just wait for the harpoons to be ready and then kill some of the Vanu Vanu that apparate on our fast moving island i don't know can they fly i don't know if the vanavano can fly i don't know how they I, we get haven't there. seen them fly okay i i think i mean it I, would suck to live in the sea of clouds if they couldn't but they're they're, they're thick 
Yeah, but they got big wings. They have, I don't know. I, we haven't seen them fly. I don't know. They just appear on the stupid thing, and we kill them, and then we harpoon the, the we harpoon the guy, and then we get out. We, we Bismarck is attached to the rock. We jump on Bismarck's back and and kill his back, and we do that um, basically twice. One to break open the chitin, and then two to kill the the cyst, the the weird pustule on his back called the corona. Well, I didn't think it of it. It's wow. like it's Thanks really weird. <laughs> this weird corona skin tag we have to attack. That's got like. <laughs> it's weird. We win. We get. We did. Gone. We defeated Corona. And we that beer is no more. Okay, um, so we get the key, and it's a cool techno key. It's a kind of cool techno key that reminds us of um, the kind of like other techno magic we've run into before. And we get it, and then we get uh, um, we flash into the crystal realm, and we get our wind crystal back. Woo! We get yeah. our yeah, we have our heart attack, <laughs> <laughs> and then we go into our we get our wind crystal back. And, and then Heidelin speaks to us for the first time in a while, I think. Oh shit, does she? What? Yeah, she's pretty weak and intermittent. She's, oh. she's talking about darkness and blessings and kind of broken phrases that don't make a lot of sense. Okay, I guess I just tuned that out. <laughs> yeah, no, like it, it, it sounds like she's trying to reach us, but she's like unable okay. to make full contact, which is interesting. To interesting. Me. Mm-hmm. Um, we get right. the key. Oh yeah, yeah. We forget. We forgot to mention the name of the quest that where we actually kill Bismarck is called Bolt Chain and Island, and which, it, we, you said. Is that a play on hook, line, and sinker? Because if so, that is extremely tortured. That is the sweatiest quest title we've seen in a long time. It's just, oh, all right. Bolt, chain, and island. Yep. We kill Bismarck, get the wind crystal. We get our, have a heart attack. And as soon as we get back, somebody appears before us. Um, well, two people appear before us. It's, in a Pope mobile. It's a Pope, and it's also oh, Egon yeah. him. Arm. So yeah, yeah, that's right. They just they actually don't appear in the boatmobile. She just teleports behind us, um, and she says nothing personnel, kid. And she restrains us with her Asian powers, and the Pope nabs the key. The key, the the key, then then and opens crazy, opens like crazy, and then points to a certain direction. It's like a sky. big old laser beam in the yeah. sky, like a compass. Yeah, um, we get a glimpse of some floating rocks. It's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. It's probably pirates. He does say, um, sky by, pirates. by our deeds shall the wrongs of antiquity be righted and man reclaim the reins of history. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it'd be weird if there were sky pirates. Anyway, uh, difference of opinion. We, we, we get our first look at... Um, is the next quest. We, we get our first look at the place we're going at this point. It's a giant techno sky castle. Oh, yeah. No, we actually do. Field. Yeah, we do actually see the, the destination a little bit. We get like a... Because we chase after them, right? Yes. We chase after them. And um, well, and then we go back to the Vanavana village in time to discover that the the, gar- the Garleans are back there. Yeah. Um. Actually, do we chase after them? Wait, why do we? Oh, we just got an echo glimpse of it, don't we? I, I can't think remember. So. Something like that. Yeah. Something or, weird. or a cool cinematic flash. Oh, it's just a cool cinematic thing. Okay, it's probably pirates. The um, Garleans are back. Uh, they're looking for that sweet, sweet owl meat, and they um are in control of the village for a moment and oh wow it's just actually emperor varus <laughs> yeah no well, apparently like the we're done with lieutenants that's and like commanders and captains that's and like shit. when i was looking out the window and i just saw like the presidential helicopter fly by i was like oh that's just Biden. <laughs> it's like it just says the united states wow this, this guy said he apparently really important if the emperor is here for it <laughs> yeah, i was like what the heck's going on i mean yeah 
just for context, he was he was in the state of Illinois for a, gov- a visit with the governor, but it was very surprising. <laughs> very um, yeah. So this is a very important thing, and he's just going to kill the Vanu Vanu because he's like, oh yeah, you know why? Vanu Vanu, I'm worshiping icons. Like, don't you just want to do a little bit of genocide, just a bit, just like a make bit? the primal just stuff? Like, make the primal stuff. Come on, you know what? It's the greater good. And he we're also- like, we're gonna. And Alpha just stands up to him. He's like. No, idiot. We're going to keep fighting and keep winning. <laughs> and Lucia, and then actually a, a big explosion happens. I actually, I'm not sure if I'm like with Alpha on this one. Like, yeah, genocide is not the answer, but also just keep fighting primals forever is also not a solution. Yeah, but like you still have to, I mean, you have to, you uh, anyway, have to stop the primals. Yes, you have to stop the primals. Uh, we'll find another way. We'll find another way. Anyway, he gives a speech and then Lucia shows up. Uh, yes, Lucia shows up in a big white Magitech armor suit yeah which is surprising because you know where do those come from pirates D- the empire oh <laughs> the empire Damn it. so the emperor and the rest withdraw um spooked by her and they withdraw to their giant garlean airship which like, the only comparison i can make is to like a star destroyer this is the most absurdly oh, large huge <laughs> it is absolutely horrifically large it is not a flying fortress it is a flying city (laughs) it is incredible that thing i mean final fantasy loves its big ships we love a big ship like that and that is oh that's a good one um he gets away in that ship and um we chase after what's his face the pope on the next quest one good turn uh, in the airship, Lucia reveals herself as Garlean. Okay, whatever, cool. We kind of figured that out because you always cover the middle of your forehead up and you're like weird, like weirdly not an elf in Ishgard. And like, but also like you kind of are tall for a hero because like all the Garleans are have like tall elf models, but they're not elves. Did you notice like that? Except for Sid. You're burying the lead here. Yeah, she's a Garlean. She's also Livia's sister. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, yeah, Sid mentions that like, oh, I nearly called you Livia, which hashtag relatable. If you've ever, if, you, if you've ever, if you've ever had a sibling that you look like, which happens, <laughs> your teachers w- and you're the younger one, your teachers will not call you by your name. <laughs> um, the uh, we we go see as this law in person now and not in a dramatic cinematic thing, but the there's a barrier and it's too thick. It's a real thick it's electric real th- barrier. Thick barrier. So the ship gets kind of messed up in the process, and we have to turn around. And go fix it and figure out what to do. Um, so in the next quest, an engineering enterprise, um, Sid thinks that, like, okay, we're probably not going to nullify that fucking thing because it was the size of a moon or whatever. Like, it's it was a big huge. City. It's a big sky city with a big, thick electric barrier. But we can pierce it, maybe. So let's figure out a solution. Uh, go do some other story beat while I figure this out. Well, uh, and uh, then uh, Ed. <laughs> It's the same, like, same strategy as Leviathan, right? Like, same with, like, but the thing was with Leviathan, this comes up here. The thing with yeah. Leviathan was that we got to load a bunch of crystals on a big barge, and we can't load a bunch of crystals on the airship the same way, so yeah. we got to figure something else out. it's too heavy, but also, like, it would also require 20 times, I'm sorry, maybe 100 times the amount of crystals or whatever. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, uh, do a different story beat. And Edmond's like, oh, another story beat? I remember that Tataru had some news for you, so go seek her out. And she does. Tataru tells us that there is uh, some as a clue to Ishtola and her whereabouts at the headquarters of the Immortal Flames. So we go to Uldah, uh, and, Uld- and, and at Uldah, um, we, we meet up found, with Pippin. We meet up with Pippin, um, and he has Ishtola's wand. 
that they found at the excavation site which, at which we escaped when Nanamo was quote unquote assassinated and the science, all the disaster happened. Uh, if you remember, yeah, that um, you still, uh, I'm, I'm considering, I'm going to have to, you said something very interesting about like, you know, if the, you think that if all this is blown over now, right? Like why aren't the science coming out of hiding? Well, and I was like, maybe they're not in hiding. <laughs> so the the reason I said that was this was because I did not at any point think that any of the science or like that the science had died because mm-hmm. like Alpha No and the rest of the cast we are with yeah. weren't grieving to the extent of like, oh, all of our best we friends literally just died. Like I assumed it was like, like we just, pe- we don't know what happened to them. And that's yes. like, it. but like something fucking weird shit happened to Ishtola and Zancred. It turns out a bunch of weird shit happened to Ishtola, yes. <laughs> this is actually much better than them just being like hiding out somewhere. This, yeah. this plot is more interesting. Um, Uriange uh, has reason to believe due to the traces of the spell that was recently cast with that wand that Ishtola has cast a forbidden magic called Flow. Ancient powerful magic that is a teleportation spell that brings you directly into the uh, contact with the planet's ethereal sea uh to teleport like and like the live stream or whatever the thing planet's energy um to bring you from one place to another and not only that she was probably quite rushed when she did it so this may not have gone according to plan she may have basically gotten sucked in and transported randomly anywhere she and and two other of the two more scions are sucked in maybe and we don't we don't know where thancred and minfilia might be and Orianja uses his cool goggles and he says, I think we can trace if, it yeah. goes towards the Twelfth Wood. Yeah, we can trace your stolen whereabouts because we have the wand, um, I guess. Uh, and yeah, it's like, oh, looking towards the Twelfth Wood, we believe she might still be in there. Let's check with people who might be really in tune with like the planet's energies who might be in the Twelfth Wood. So it's time for a visit to the Seed Seers. They have once again a plot device. It's great. The most times they've ever been a plot device in this game right now. So we appreciate it. Yes. Um, the next quest, Lost in the live, streams, uh, live Stream. We believe that Ishola is lost somewhere in the live stream, given the nature of the spell flow. Um, the Seed Seers are going to commune with the elementals for us to try and basically get some guidance from them on where to find Ishola's ethereal spirit. Yeah, yeah. The It's hard to communicate with elementals because they are... Pe- their our words are as wind to them it, the, you know, it's, it's really like, interesting the way she describes it it's like their senses and their sense of reality the, the literal sort of perceptual apparatus they have is so radically different from ours that there's just no way to have a shared kind of language mm-hmm. so we'll need some sort of signpost to because we can communicate we could commune with them through our emotions and our the energy i guess but um, we can, we can, we will need to have a beacon of similar ether to at, sort of ask to see if there's anything, or like imply that there's. Is there anything like this that popped up in your side of the fence? <laughs> like, um, and conveniently, um, there is somebody like that. Uh, there is a, an, an NPC named Imitra, who is a Ishtola's half sister who is the summoner quest trainer. So she's actually been there this whole time. And like her being Ishtola's family is kind of neat. Kind of a neat connection to the sides of the seventh dawn if you end up doing that quest line. Um, and of course she's going to help us. She's like, absolutely. Yeah, she's like, yeah, where the hell's my sister? <laughs> Please. Um, so she's very distraught about it. But she, she, so we go to, um, oh my God, the big tree. The magic grove. The magic grove, whatever it's called. I can't remember. Um, and we successfully re- 
uh, petition the elementals for aid. They show us something in the live stream. Um, it shows a kind of pattern of stars, and the seed seers are able to detect in that pattern where Ushtola's energy is, and they are able to successfully sort of like almost summon her from guess, that yeah. image. Mm-hmm. Um, pull her naked body out of they, the light. Yep, yeah, they pulled her, and she's super nude. Um, <laughs> which they block in a very, they, they're very tastefully block it with, by, by positioning the camera behind people. And then they have a tarp ready because it's like, Oh, it's like, man, that wasn't the first time you've done this. I guess <laughs> you just had that tarp ready to cover her. They had a tarp, but they didn't have a stretcher. They just like, they, they, they did not have a stretcher. Then they, they had a tarp the and then the dude her just, very burly dude just picks her up and carries her all the way back to the city. All right. Um, Wrapped but Hey, like a touch, cigar. but we're like, Oh my gosh, it's her. <laughs> She's also unconscious because why wouldn't she be? I'm sure that was a very mentally strenuous adventure yeah. she was just on. Woof. Um, Which brings us to Tataru's surprise. Tataru? Tataru's surprise. Has, no, I wasn't correcting you. Oh, okay. I was, about to, I was about to continue my sentence. Tataru has made some new clothes for Ishtola. And also, I guess she's awake, whatever. So she... <laughs> We go back we, while, while we're waiting to be allowed in to see her, I think, because yeah. it's family only at first. Tataru is like, I need you to go get some stuff for me so I can finish this surprise. Oh, that's right. We go talk to the we go talk to the Leather Workers Guild. Yeah. No, we, we go to the Leather Workers and the Conjurers, both of whom are a little weirded out that oh, Tataru yeah. got her hands on. That's true. This was kind of funny. Sorry for dismissing Tataru. The Leather Workers like, where did she get Chimera felt? Because she doesn't look like she can kill a Chimera. <laughs> And she also doesn't look like she has a lot of money to pay someone for a chimera. Where did she get this? And the, and the conjurer like, is just like, I am not comfortable giving this to her. This is a really powerful staff. And I'm pretty sure she can't use this. <laughs> how did she How did she find this and requisition this or know about it? Or like, what? I don't know. Tataru has very hidden depths, I think. <laughs> Tataru's. Tataro's tur- slowly turning into the like Donna from Parks and Rec, where she is like always has some some like wild adventures going off in the background that we never see and <laughs> we get hints of. Um, Tataro turns to the camera and says, "Do I look like I drink water?" <laughs> That'd be so good. Um, so but yeah, she made some new clothes for Yustola that are really expensive, and. And a new weapon for her. And also she's awake. Cool. And she senses ether more keenly than before, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Did you notice anything different about Ishtola? Her voice actor is... Co- Apart from... <laughs> God damn it. Is, is, good, is good and cool. Yeah, her voice actor is really good. But they did, they did in fact, change a new change her voice. But, like, anything else? And she has a new outfit that's a... Tar- no, I didn't notice anything else. What okay. else is different about her? Oh, you'll, you'll, you'll find out. Okay. Um, what does that mean? You'll find out. Uh, I'm just wondering if you if you noticed anything different about her. And it turns out you didn't. So but she has no idea how to make an etheric ram. like Because we were... Right. We were searching for an archon because the archons and the, the signs of the seventh dawn are pretty good at understanding ether and she's just like i have no idea how to do that but i do know someone who does my old teacher master matoya so our mission in the quest onward to charlian will be to well we meet up in tailfeather again because she is she is in dravania this she happens to be in dravania right um the quest onward to charlian means that we are going to the old charlian colony 
that used to exist in Dravania, um, but has since left. So we kind of learn in this about the great exodus a little bit of Charlie and they're like, fuck this place. <laughs> We're out. Imagine like, and it's been like, I think 15 years since the exodus. And so, so just, just hanging out. Yeah. Like imagine a city that's been abandoned for 15 years. Like what would happen to Chicago if it were just like, well, we have to leave for 15 years. It would, it I don't, would, it would not be good. It would not be good. Uh, like, it also, I don't know how dramatic. Well, mm, we'll see. I, I think we'll like, see. Yeah, we'll see what they what they try to. But like, if I like, I think about that, and I'm like, this city would just be completely uninhabitable after like two years of people being out of it, right? Sure, right. Yeah, animals like, would get in, things would get destroyed. Like, every, just lots like of infrastructure this, would break infrastructure, down. Everything you know? would like, gosh, like, oh god, the impermanence of the cities we live in. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's why I like. We Final are fantasy but, because there's all these ruins and everything. Okay. Um, we're but, but a, a passing sort of like, you know, um, wave across the earth. And we'll explore that more in the next episode of Storm Buds. But for now, we got to make some coin. We do got to make Let's coin. Let's go to the market board. I mean, you know, if you're like me, I'm sure you've been monitoring market conditions over the last six months. It's kind of, yeah. It's, uh, it's scary. I kind of want to buy my own house. It, it's looking pretty rough. And for rates your reti- are getting up there. It, it, it's looking pretty rough for your retirement savings, I would imagine. Your 401k, those sorts of things. I, you know, well, I mean, I'm a millennial. There's there's not a whole lot going on there. Like, uh, definitely there's a lot of uncertainty in the market and a lot of, you know, concern that, you know, are your investments actually accruing value? That's why uh, there's never been a better time to actually buy into tulip bulbs. You're gonna have to keep talking because I didn't get it. No, oh. no, like I. Yeah, no, I know. I'm trying to figure out how to keep this going. Um, the oh, tu- that's right. <laughs> the, the tulip bulb market is at a rock bottom at the moment, which means there's never been a better chance to buy in because the uh, speculative value of these investments is absolutely guaranteed over the course of wow. the next ten years to quintuple in value. Wow, I'm looking up here. Tulip bulbs are at a point. Uh, per share, point zero 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 one zero two penny. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the fact that the value is so low means that they are the perfect investment because it can only go higher. Really, it really could only go higher. Imagine if it just gets to one penny. Yes. So tulip.com has therefore uh, asked us to invite you to pull your entire retirement savings out of your market accounts and reinvest it in their platform instead. Honestly, 401k, more like 401 stay the hell away for me is bad exactly right why 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 index anything to the performance of the market when you could make the big money with the short term uh with the short term role more, roth ira more like roth ir stay the hell away from me bad is it the same joke that we just what no no Anyway, if you want to get in on, you know, this incredibly exciting opportunity that definitely is uh, being run from a place of good faith and will result in major returns for all involved parties for the indefinite future, uh, go to tulip.com code uh, stormbuds to get a free $100 credit towards your first purchase. That's so many tulips. <laughs> wait, wait. That's a, that's a mo- wait, you have, we have a discount code on market options? That's incredible. <laughs> Tulips die quickly, okay? You got to grow a lot of oh them. Oh my god. That's so good. Like what that I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> Where like uh, and there uh, those tulip and these tulip bulbs, I have it on good authority. They vest very quickly. <laughs> they <laughs> uh, 
cool. Well, great. That's a great way to for it's uh yeah, and if you, I just let it, and, you know, for... we do have to disclose if you do use that market code, we do get um a share. We get additional shares of the tulip yellow tulip specifically. Yeah, we do get additional shares of tulips for ourselves. So like and then if you go on to share your tulip bulbs, you will get additional tulip bulb shares too. Exactly. It's great. It's like um it's like I mean it's, you like, a, a it's like your own business. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, it's, you're it's like this great expanding cone of, you know, tulip purchase. And you get to like and that means that like when you get on Tinder you can set your own. You can set like your occupation as business owner. Yeah, tulip magnate. Absolutely. Um, cool, great. Well, I, that's the most. Uh, it's one of the, the the best products. I've. Um, I think it's probably the most legit thing we've offered on this show. I think. I think so. Yeah, it's really, really good. Is it? I mean, is it a pro? Is it? Is a market? It's an opportunity. Really, it's really an opportunity. It's a prospect. But help us out. Help support the podcast. Invest in tulip bulbs. All right, oh. so we kind of covered the housekeeping at the top of the episode this time. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, just a short little magic broom section here. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at StormBuds. You can follow. Yeah, and I'm. Uh, you can follow what else? You can follow. You can follow me on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Jerome House. As a reminder, we are streaming August thirteenth, Saturday, five p.m. Central. Daylight time. We are in daylight time, right? Yes, we're in daylight time. I think so. I never track that shit. It's daylight because there's more daylight. That's how I remember it. <laughs> Every time I think, there, is oh. there more daylight? Yeah, then we're in daylight time. That's why it's called that then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Fun yes. Fact. So streaming at twitch.tv slash Jerome House. Yeah. As always, you can follow us on you know on Twitter, on uh, TikTok, on Instagram. Let's don't get updated as much. Twitter's really the main platform. Twitter, TikTok. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, it's fine. Fun stuff. You get, you get little clips there. When we feel like it. I'm running out of energy, I guess. So we should probably end this podcast. Do we have any reviews to read this week? We might have a review to read this week. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, we got this really. We got this actually um, in our. In, we got a slight, slight pivot here. Uh, it's a mail. It's a mail. It's, it's an a, email. It's an email. That's right. Yeah. So uh, you can c- contact us at uh, stormbudspodcast at gmail.com. You can send your reader mail in for questions to ask. And for, uh, you know, other praise. And this person asked us a really, really cool question. Uh, they said, hey, what's your, uh, hey, Star Buds, love the show. All uh, 20 episodes of it. What? Don't have that many. Okay. Um, I got a question for you. What's your favorite type of owl? Mine's the barred owl. The end. <laughs> Mine is also the barn owl. I like the snowy owl. Cool. Well, until next week, we've been born from buds. How many owls are there? Five seconds. I'm ending the episode because I wasn't ready for that bit. Born from buds, storm of buds. We've been the storm buds, baby. Auf Wiedersehen.